apologize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Hello there. Welcome. Welcome to the brand split that is talk nerdy to me. This is, are we Smackdown or are we Raw? I don't know what we are. This is NXT. You got, yeah, fuck (laughs) these overpriced idiots that fucking just want to branch off and do other shows. Like, fuck them. We're, We're not you. that polished. I'm over you. I'm sitting you. next to you and I'm over you. I just want you to know. You can't I'm calling me. you out. You I can. Watch me. I'm going to put you in the fucking sharpshooter make you tap out in Montreal, you piece of shit. So are you Sean or Brett in that situation? I'm Sean. It's the screw job. Fuck you. <laughs> if you're confused at what I'm talking about, I'm making a fun play at our new spinoff side gig, side hustle. Is it a sister it show? Sister, whatever. Stepsister show? Can I fuck her? I don't <laughs> understand. Mean, we're called, like, I mean, you know, we, we say we're a branch of talk nerdy to okay. me. Best friends in the world. Sorry, or is it best in the friends. world? Friends? Okay. So best do we friends need, in the world. Do we Check need to come out. up with a new name? Maybe. Like, <laughs> other friends? Or <laughs> the other show from talk nerdy to me? The leftover friends of the yeah, world? Yeah, yeah. The guys who didn't get asked to be on the main roster? <laughs> The bench warmers? Can we be the fucking Rob Schneider movie? The bench warmers? We Does can, anyone want to be that movie? We can aim a little higher than that. That movie was fantastic. Uh, Both of you can go fuck yourselves. Anyway, that was he, David Spade at his very best. No, Tommy Boy is David Spade at his very best. No, I stand by it. <laughs> Anything with Farley and him is. Anyway, uh, Actually, if you haven't checked it out best. yet, there you go. Jump on our page. Check out Best Friends in the World with uh, Captain Chris and the other Chris Carl. <laughs> The tr- two traitorous Chris's. <laughs> the two uh, the two cunts with a name that start with C, and then you're going to have the two pimps that start with the name J on the other go. show. Double What's J. your last name, by the way? Doesn't matter, fuckface. <laughs> it's first names. Uh, you can hear the two Chris's uh, talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes and wrestling galore, because it's the two of them. It's going to happen no matter what the topic is. Sure. Uh, they're teasing some cool interviews coming up. So check out the, the new uh, sister show, Best Friends in the World, if you haven't. Uh, and thank you for continuing to listen to classic Top Nerdy to Me. <laughs> so does that mean we're Soon to be the recycled <laughs> bullshit hour with John and Julian. Uh, but if you love Pepsi, try new Crystal Pepsi. Crystal <laughs> <laughs> Best friends in the world. If you can't afford White Claw and you only drink (laughs) Bud Light Seltzer, we're the show for you. Uh, All right. I'm not talking about the competition. I love it. Yeah. It's my jam. I'm off the White Claw and back on the the Bud Light. The lemon lime is better. The the lime is better than the Bud Light Seltzer. They have strawberry. That's all I need. Strawberry. 
We found this. The difference between the Bud Light and the the uh, Trulies is the uh, the Bud Light is lemon lime, not just straight lime. Yeah. So you get that shot to even it out. Uh, but enough of that. We're gonna get on with the actual show. Uh, first, what show? We... I thought we were just gonna sit there and bitch at him for an hour. <laughs> well, yeah, but about different topics. That's oh, okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> last weekend was the kickoff of the thing we have all been waiting for since it was announced. The XFL. Oh, I thought Julian finally got treated for that rash. No, no, that's it. they gave him. A that's cream. all it was. Was a rash. It was a uh, just put a little uh, A and D on it. I'm fine. <laughs> Aqua four, maybe whatever. There you go. Yeah. Diaper rash. It's fine. So, uh, uh, shit. What did you guys Butt think? Cream? Yeah, I had I had a little bit of diaper rash. It's fine. Yeah. I chafe. It's okay. I've lost. I sweat a lot. I'm not getting it back. XFL. XFL. It's 2 on one I can't do it. Uh, the XFL had its debut last week. What did you guys think? The the DC Defenders, the official team of the show, won. And the unofficial official team, the St. Louis Battlehawks, Goddamn also right. won. Fuck DC. Uh, was it good football? Did we enjoy it? I mean, it 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 wasn't. Uh, it was not NFL, but I mean, you know. Well, Saturday's games were a little more exciting than Sunday's games. Yeah. Um, they kind of hit the ground running, and it was kind of hard act to live up to, to have, you know, four jam-packed, exciting games, which I get. Um, you'll have that. Teams have only been together maybe two or three weeks. Still trying to define their rosters. Hell, Los Angeles fired their uh, defensive coordinator after one game. But it has the potential uh, to be great because they've interviewed a bunch of players. A lot of them, like one guy's recovering from, like, multiple knee and back surgeries. All he's looking for is a chance to play. You thank Vince McMahon for that. You got guys on the sideline like Pat McAfee who are doing awesome interviews in the middle of the games. It's just guys are excited to be there. They're excited to play. Yes, it's not the NFL. Yes, it maybe not Alabama Clemson, but it's still football. Oh, yeah. It's still fun to watch. The guys are out there like laying it on the line, beating the shit out of each other uh, just for the love of the game. And I love it. And they're they're catering to uh, degenerate gamblers. Like there's always yeah. they're always flashing the over under, uh, the spread. <laughs> they are um, all in with the gambling. There's plenty of ways to make <laughs> prop bets, and uh, that's the future. Just online gambling. Whatever uh, gets you to watch, they're all about it. Yep. Online and gambling with the XFL is the future. I'm I that, think man. it is. And, and they already, I don't know about ratings, but I know as far as pure ticket sales alone, it's already surpassed the AAF, which folded halfway through its first season. Well, and, that I mean. They just have strictly more funding with the the Fox TV deal. And well, they do, but well, they don't, they're on ESPN as well, so they're not on a strict TV yeah. deal. That's their hope for see, like the third or fourth season. But just the fact that more people are interested in this league and are willing to pay the ticket prices and go to the games is already boding well. I'm I I have a hundred percent faith that they'll make it through the first season. And I'm almost ninety percent sure there will be a second season. I, I'd so. say they're. Yeah, yeah, it it started stronger. They're in a much better like TV slot than they were the first time they came around because they were Thursday nights only. Uh, yeah. They were no like occasionally they were airing games Saturday after SNL. So yeah. XFL games in the early two thousands weren't coming on until like midnight, midnight thirty quarter after. Yeah. So, um, it you know it it was fun. I ended up watching uh part of the the Defenders game and then we watched part of the. Battlehawks game. I saw the last quarter of the my, my team, the Houston Roughnecks. So, um, I mean, it's it's fun, and it's what he said. It's more football, so I'm into it. I'm all in. Like I bought a hat. My background on my phone is the St. Louis Battlehawks. I bought a T-shirt. I bought the XFL car magnet the other day. 
I'm in. Nice. I am fucking in. Uh, I'm still waiting on my shirt. It <laughs> shipped. Uh, so hopefully by Sunday I'll have the shirt to wear. <clears throat> um, XFL store restock you assholes they got some of it did they some because as uh, of as of sunday while watching the game uh with all the commercials for the xfl shop the only shirt they had in uh, size they had in stock was small kimber shut up <laughs> she's excited about the xfl too she's, man really she's just letting you know what the score is man letting you know what the score is <clears throat> well this week we've got uh so the dc defenders will be playing against the guardians at two and uh, the Battlehawks will be playing the Roughnecks oh. uh, at 6 on Sunday, I believe. That's a scary matchup. The Can Roughnecks. Can I Light Seltzer? You're on. All right, cool. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and the, there's Degenerate the first, gamblers there's the first, also alcoholics. There's the first <laughs> side bet. Yep, there we go. So that was a case of Bud Light Seltzer for I'm, the yeah, Roughnecks versus the Battlehawks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So are you just cheering them because Rico's Roughnecks? Oh, yeah, Rico's of Roughnecks, course. baby. Okay, okay. I can support that. <laughs> so, the, uh, the actual topic for today, first topic. Um, no such thing. Yeah. We're going to do a little breakdown, uh, because also premiering this weekend was Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Oh. That's, what they, that's what they called it. That's what I'm going to say it, God damn it. Uh, oh. The Harley Quinn movie debuted this weekend. Bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, two-thirds of us have seen it, so we'll talk about it. We won't spoil anything. Spoil um, it. Fuck it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't really... We'll get, we'll get into it and see what happens. Uh, so, it opened, box office-wise, much lower than people were expecting. Even the most cautious, uh, optimistic uh, estimates had it at about 45 to 50. Pause for selfie. Selfie break. <laughs> so, <laughs> 45 to 50 million opening weekend. It only took in 33 million domestically. Um... Worldwide, it brought in a total of eighty-three million. Its budget, at least the budget that they'll admit to, was eighty-two million. Mm. So it's not a total disaster, but it's not a great start. Um, however, it's the people who've seen it <laughs> seem to enjoy it. It's got uh, the first time I've ever seen this an eighty percent Rotten Tomatoes. That's eighty percent Rotten Tomato score and eighty percent user score. So it's dead even? Yeah, it's usually one or the other. Like, Rotten Tomatoes is usually critics love it and audiences hated it, or vice versa, but this is dead even. Fake news. It's because the only, only the critics <laughs> saw the fucking movie and they wrote both reviews. Uh, Metacritic is also similar. It's got a 60% Metacritic and a 5.8 user score. So again, about dead even. Um, so... I try not to, like, go to Metacritic for anything but video games. That's fair. I just try to. It's a good way to judge what's the the word on the street. Yeah. What's, what's the general consensus of general consensus? I general. like to uh, I like to go to Rotten Tomatoes just like I like to go to strip clubs because I want like I want to pay people to lie to me. That's fair. So yeah. tell good. me how handsome I am and how you really want to have sex with me, and then how good this movie is. I like that all wrapped up in one. <laughs> so if you could find a stripper that would do movie reviews, yeah, yeah. I mean. They pretty much all, that's what I pay him for. <laughs> I think we found our third spinoff. Uh, so, let's take a second. Karan, you saw it. What did you think? Um, it was good. I, I can definitely see, um, it, it wasn't, it had flaws. It really did. Yeah. Um, you and I, I think we briefly spoke about it on uh, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And when we talked about it, you know, we both said, or I said that, you know, it felt very much like, Deadpool 1 and 2 with just the gender swap main character. It definitely has that tone to it. Um, I went into it fully expecting to hate it, 
and it won me over. I'll say this. It, whether you're a fan of DC or these characters or superhero stuff at all, it's a good action movie. Yeah. Uh, some of the a bulk of the reshoots they did, um, they brought in the director. I forget the guy's name. One of the directors of the John Wick series. The action, the, like, fight choreographer from John Wick. Yeah, yeah. so the action scenes are fantastic. Uh, from start to finish, it, it's a fun movie. I was never bored. Yeah. And also, I was surprised, for the most part, they got the characters pretty on point, um, with one glaring exception, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, I was really worried, because my girl Black Canary is in this, and I loved everything about the, you know, they, they handled that character very nicely, they alluded to the backstory, and her mother maybe being a superhero, yeah. vigilante, whatever. Um, she does have superpowers, we do get at least one awesome Canary Cry scene, she's a badass throughout the movie, she's always wearing... At least the same colors of her DC costume, if not like verbatim the leather jacket and fishnets. Uh, I enjoyed that, and, and same thing can be said of pretty much every character. Like yeah. Huntress is great too. I'm not sure anyone is in a movie is going to have more fun than it looked like you and McGregor had. Oh God, yes, he uh, is just loving. Because I don't, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but has he played a villain before? Not that I mean. To my recollection, this is the first time I've seen him play this an out-and-out bad guy. Yeah. Obviously, is... we do a tremendous amount of research and preparation for these shows. <laughs> I don't know if you can feel it in the air, but I can. It's Hey, I've got a clipboard with notes on it. It's more than <laughs> I've got. I'll give you that. I literally uh, take notes on my phone. In but yeah, Hugh McGregor is just loving being the bad guy and being a comic book bad guy at that. Uh, so yeah, the, the only, my biggest gripe is they completely butchered the character of Cassandra Cain. Uh, if you're a Cassandra Cain, Batgirl fan, stay away. Uh, the the one thing, the other thing we talked about was, um, you know, I've talked to a few people that were like, well, I never saw Suicide Squad. Good. Yeah. Continue uh, not my, seeing my Suicide is, Squad. Don't. Let this <laughs> yeah. be your introduction to Harley Quinn as a character. And I think that was the, the oddest thing with this movie is it's in a really weird limbo kind of place because the, the DCEU isn't necessarily dead and gone. Wonder Woman 84 is coming out later this year. Shazam's getting a sequel. Aquaman's getting a sequel. Flash supposedly is getting a movie sometime, maybe. Never. Never going to happen. But they're kind of in a weird place because these are all characters that... Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn are all characters that stem out of Batman. And Batman is getting at least some kind of reboot with The Batman coming out uh, next year or two years from now. So they're in Gotham... It's Harley Quinn, it's Huntress, it's it's Black Canary, but we can't talk about Batman much, because we don't know who Batman is. Like, literally, don't know who, is the Batman, gonna, you know, is, is, is Battinson going to be a part of this universe? Is he Batman, its own thing? God, I hate yeah, that. Yeah, Battinson. I like it. <laughs> God, I hate that. Uh, I dig it. Uh, and from what I'm, he's looking, a little twink looking for me, but I think he's, I think, I think he, he can pull it off. Oh no, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be great. I just hate the phrase Battinson. The Robert Pattinson Batman? Battinson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and from what I'm looking at, I can't see where uh, he has yeah, the anywhere. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, he's played some morally gray area characters, but... Uh, so, yeah. It's in a weird place. 
because it can't go full on steering into the Batman. You know, this isn't like it's a corner of the Batman universe, but we can't really talk about Batman. I mean, they'll bring up Joker a bunch, but we never actually see Joker, which I think we both agree is for the better. Yeah, they give Joker a couple different looks. Like you'll see him from the back, but you won't really like see him. Every time he's drawn, he looks very either cartoon or comic. They they, they do their best to avoid Jared Leto. Yes, which is uh, again for the better. For the better. <laughs> But yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I'll buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray. Uh, that being said, I'll watch. I'll watch it again on Voodoo. It it continues a sad trend right now with the DC EU movies. And when I say that, I'm not counting the Joker because that's in its own world. Uh, but the last, I think, three DC EU films have been on a downslide as far as opening weekends. Birds of Prey. Sorry. <clears throat> Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Lowest opening of any DCEU movie. That includes Shazam. That includes Wonder Woman. That includes Aquaman. That includes Suicide Squad. That includes Justice League. Batman v Superman. Man of Steel. It's the lowest out of that entire bunch. There's some bad movies. There are some really bad movies in there. Uh, if you asked me just on, on quality of film which one opened the lowest, I would have guessed you know Justice League or... Uh, Suicide Squad? Still never saw Justice League. Yeah, it's a hot mess. But, in wake of the film not smashing box office records, don't worry, Warner Brothers figured it out, guys. The problem was the name. The name of the movie is confusing the audience. So, if you look it up right now, if you go try to buy a ticket to... Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I really <laughs> love how you're following it with the pen every time. Every single time. It's because I can't remember it. Uh, there might be onto something. Uh, that is no longer what the movie is listed as. It is now listed as Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. But have you noticed that they're still saying the the full movie title is still the name of the movie? But if you're buying a ticket, uh-huh. it's Harley Quinn Birds Purely of Prey. Purely for clarification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so... Is this going to help? Do we think this is going to make a fucking dent in in the reception or the box office by by having a different name a week after it's already been released? No. No, get fucked. Like, your movie's trash. Changing the name's not going to help it. The Uh, only reason I say that is because I hear all these fucking people say that Republicans won't enjoy the movie. Would that be an accurate statement? I think you'll love it. Really? Honestly. I heard it was a lot of, like, man-hating it does get a little Ghostbusters 2016 in that every guy is either a villain or an idiot. That being said, the villains are fun. Yeah. So, okay. like Zaz in, in uh, Black Mask are Are they to gay watch. together? Was it about the dick pics and the diamond? No. God damn it. I was so... I knew it was too good to be true. There were no... There were, but here's the thing. So, spoiler territory now. There were no dick pics, but I can see that there were. Because like there's no there's no scene of like Zaz and him making out or like yeah. holding hands or but their relationship is like they're very close to each other. So there's some longing glances. Yeah, we're like we're like if you told me that hey we just cut off a couple scenes like five seconds sooner than you know when they start making out I would have believed you because yeah. like they have a very close very uh, uh, relationshipy like almost to the point that I kind of wish they just would have fucking done it. Um, but they're right up to the line, not quite there. Yeah. As and far as the relationship. Because there's a scene where she's going through the list of reasons why people are trying to kill her. Yeah. And one person just tried to kill her because she voted for Bernie. 
<laughs> I would have tried to kill her for that. <laughs> Fucking Bernie. Uh, God damn it. <coughs> God damn it! Um... Yeah, well, like that other fucking movie we talked about, I'm not going to pay to see it, but I'll come watch it. Again, the fight scenes yeah. are fantastic. Um, for the most part, they got the characters down really well. Rosie Perez was great. Um, also, I don't think she ages. No. She looks like dog shit compared to, like, do the right thing, Rosie Perez. Fair. That's pretty far back, Rosie Perez. Still, if you're saying she doesn't but, age... Yeah, no, uh, cast very the cast is great uh everybody plays their their roles really well again my only sticking point with the cast and the characters is they butchered cassandra kane in the comics is a mute who was raised from birth to be a master assassin who before she turned 18 fought batman and i believe lady shiva to a standstill because she's that badass in the movie she's a homeless kid without parents who pickpockets people and gets in trouble And cracks wise throughout the movie. It's like they wrote this character because we needed this kind of role for the story. And then someone has picked a name out of a hat of DC female characters. That's right. (laughs) Bud Light Seltzer number two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just just picked a name out of a hat to slap on this character. This is a character. Yeah, hey, this is a character from the... Just call her that. That name sounds really cool. I bet we can sell a little... Specifically, yeah, this is a uh, uh, Asian uh, uh, female character, so you can get uh, all kinds of woke with that. Uh, I'll say this, though. It is not as beat you over the head uh, pro-feminist. They don't necessarily stop to point out, look at me, I can do this because I'm a woman kind of shit. At least not that I recollect. I mean, it is lots of chicks kicking ass, and it is a lot of girls kicking a lot of guys' asses because there's a lot of stunt guys. But... I was fine with it. Uh, I didn't get it. It wasn't. It certainly wasn't fucking uh, Black Christmas 2019 levels of pro-feminist, anti-male. So okay, it's got that going for it. But uh, so okay, the name change. I think we're all in agreement. It's not going to do a goddamn thing. Uh, even if I walked up, if I went to go see this movie and walked up to the box office and said, uh, "What time was that Harley Quinn movie showing?" Even though it's not called Harley Quinn. The theater would have gotten me a ticket. Yeah. You know? It, I don't think that was the problem. Yeah. Even the mildly retarded kid that works the booth on Tuesday nights <laughs> would understand what movie I want to see. How did and you and I can say that job? because I've got a retarded cousin. <laughs> How did you guess my part-time job? The, the stoned out guy who's working the ticket booth on a Saturday afternoon Yeah, figure out if you go up and ask for a ticket to Harley Quinn that you want to see... Birds of Prey. Yeah. The guy robbing the place doesn't actually work there. Just literally <laughs> broke in to rob the place. He would know, and he would take your $5 to go see this movie. So, I'll put this out there, and I've got some ideas. What was the issue? Was it Slow Weekend? Are these characters characters we don't really give a shit about? Because even though, and I think we're, we said this back then, Suicide Squad is garbage, but Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, one of the few standout things of that movie. True, I, but a standout character, like a standout character in the few scenes she's in and all that, isn't going to wash that bad taste out. Is this, is this Chronicles of Reddick territory where like the character's awesome in small doses, but now that it has its own movie, this can't hold water? Which is amazing because the video game was so awesome. And then the movie was terrible. Oh, because the movie tried to make it a fucking space opera instead of just being about a badass space yeah. convict doing badass space yeah. convict How stuff. can your one movie be amazing and then your two sequels both... Your one sequel is eh. And then the third sequel or second sequel was so bad I forgot it existed for a I time. I still haven't seen the third one. 
I forgot there was a third one. It's, yeah. it's just called Riddick, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he's on a desert planet and the uh, bounty hunters are going after him. Which and the blonde all... chick from Battlestar Galactica, not Trisha Helfer, the other one that played Stardust. Or Starbuck. Starbuck. Yeah. Katie Stardust Rose played Stardust. He did play Stardust. <laughs> Very well. But, no, this movie just, you try and cram too much shit into it. If it had just been Harley Quinn or The Birds of Prey with Harley, or just called it The Birds of Prey. Right. And you don't make your entire marketing campaign about Harley Quinn, and then the Birds of Prey become just secondary characters in their own fucking movie. It's just, it's a terrible marketing decision. If they'd have come out three months ago and said, we're going to change the name of this fucking movie, it's now going to be Harley Quinn, a Harley Quinn romance with the Birds of Prey in it for 27 minutes, it would I probably would have been okay with it. And that's still as easy to say as... <clears throat> Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Why so. do they call it Emancipation? It's not like you're divorcing your parents they when you're a 13-year-old. They were trying to go with the whole Doctor Strange love thing of let's have a, a crazy, long, wacky title because Deadpool would do it. Goofy shit. It's uh, not funny. Deadpool no. never did. It was just Deadpool exactly. and Deadpool 2. Uh, and Doctor Strange love was just Doctor Strange love. Or... How I learned to stop worrying about the bomb. Yeah. They wanted that big long title. So I get it, but nobody ever called it. They went through a dictionary and said, "Find the longest words you can get." And yeah, uh, no, I think the biggest issue with this movie is the rating. Did you know this movie's rated R? I don't pay attention to ratings much anymore because I'm 35 and it doesn't matter. Uh, but literally until they announced the name change and I did some looking into stuff, like prepping for the show, I did not realize it was rated R. Well, how many times did they say "fuck" in it? More than one, but not enough to, like... They don't celebrate it the way they did in Deadpool. And other than the language and maybe a couple of the fight scenes, uh, I don't understand why it's rated R. Uh, a lot of the R rating probably comes from, again, spoiler, the scene where they're cutting the faces off. But they never show it! They do... Um... They do at one point when they cut the second face off, and he th- or when they cut the dad's face off, they pan back and he throws the face. Yeah, in front of but them. they never show them actually cutting. They show him with a blade to the face. Yeah. Somebody walks in front of the camera, and the next shot is he just throws the face. They never. If you're gonna go for an R rating, fucking go. This wasn't Logan or or Joker. Like this didn't warrant being an R rated movie. I and if anything, if you're making a Harley Quinn movie featuring the Birds of Prey, who do you think your target audience is going to be? Teenagers. Teenage girls. We're making a superhero movie for you. Come check it out. It's all the characters you love. And then you make it R-rated? You're old enough to remember Titanic. Like, that movie survived on 14-year-old girls seeing it every weekend for six fucking months. They'll do that. That's the demographic. They will repeat view movies they enjoy. But you make it an R-rated movie, you're cutting yourself off at the knees. Like, you've killed your own target audience to go see this movie. They can't now. If anything, I would have been more understanding if Warner Brothers had said, hey, we're going to put out a PG-13 cut, and, and uh, now kids can go see it. Because, again... I don't think there's anything in this movie other than a few F-bombs that warrant the R rating. And I certainly don't think the subject matter. Like, Logan was R because they wanted to make it a dark, gritty story. That that fit Wolverine. Joker was all about being dark and gritty and, and edgy and psychological and fucked up. Like, that, you couldn't have made that as a PG-13 movie. You couldn't have made Logan as a PG-13 movie. Uh, Deadpool, you couldn't have made as a PG-13 movie. They warranted the rating. I don't think... Anything in Birds of Prey, again, other than cutting out some F-bombs and 
maybe toning down some of the... Again, there's not a lot of gore. Uh, the violence is John Wick level stuff, so there's maybe some like CGI blood splatter you take out, but I don't really, I didn't feel like there was anything in this movie that was like, oh, that's why this is R. Uh, yeah, I mean, now that I'm thinking back on it, with a few minimal cuts, they could have made it PG 13. Especially with as much as you can get away with the PG 13 nowadays. Like, you get one, uh, one, two, two boobs and one F bomb, and you can still be a PG 13. You're right. Oh, my foot fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> You're making a weird face. Uh, so, I think we've... Anything else? Harley Quinn and the Fanta... Whatever it's fucking called. Any other Birds of Prey Harley Quinn stuff want to get off our chest or should we... You could it, have been awesome. It, you it, could have been. It's I still think it's a good movie, yeah. Uh, whatever you want to call it. It's a, If you like these characters, if you want to see more of, of uh, Margot Robbie... Because, uh, again, the cast is great. Everyone's cast as that character really well. Uh, they, they do a good job of representing them. I don't feel like... It, it's a good comic book movie. Uh, it, it carves out its own little corner of the Batman universe. It isn't, you know, reliant on Batman. Uh, it's good. But... And we'll see. Maybe this... Uh, I think this second weekend is going to be more telling. If it If it only drops, say, 40%, from last weekend, if it keeps continuing on, it has shows it has some legs. Yeah, it might be okay. Uh, if it drops like sixty percent this second weekend, it's fucked. It's dead in the water. Uh, because usually a movie like this, the thing we end up saying like six weeks from now is, "Hey, so Harley Quinn opened up in China and it's making bank now." Uh, that ain't happening because the coronavirus has shut every theater in China. Ha! Till question mark. Uh, there are like 12 movies that have all basically pulled them. So there were get set to be released in China over the next few weeks that have all pulled themselves out. Um, so, yeah, they could be severely fucked. But we'll move on. So, taking that idea of, oh, just change the name. It'll fix everything. Uh, our other topic tonight, this is labeled as 2A. <laughs> what movies would have benefited from a title change? Oh, fuck. I thought we were going to talk about movies that... Other movies that had title changes. Okay, We can do that, too. Well, I mean, in that same vein, yeah. the one movie that would have benefited from not having a title change... Okay. ...or having the title change to the DVD release title change was... Uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Yes. Live, Die, Repeat? Live, Die... Or uh, All You Need Is Kill? E- any of the top other of two names... list? Yeah. Any of the <laughs> other two names... Would have been fantastic. So yeah, the Tom Cruise uh, sci-fi action movie based on a manga called All You Need Is Kill that was released as Edge of Tomorrow, which the title doesn't really make sense. And then as soon as it, even like the ad campaign on the poster, their tagline was Live, Die, Repeat. Which is perfect! And then you go get the Blu-ray copy and in giant letters is Live, Die, Repeat. And in tiny little letters in the bottom corner his edge of tomorrow like again it's a great movie but the people I, that's the thing legit people got confused about what is this movie called again i think the slipcase even like the little plastic like the uh slipcase actually said edge of tomorrow i don't even think it said it, it like or i think it's it it repeat. Repeat. Yeah. it said edge of tomorrow anywhere on the it, it, like, it, slipcase yeah the very tiny bottom corner like it, it literally like it's it, it's it's smaller than the uh the actor's names on the cover uh Great movie, but... The technical stuff on the back. Yeah. (laughs) The key grip. 
so I'm going to plow through a couple of obvious ones real quick. Uh, <clears throat> Number one's gone. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Legit, just drop Halloween 3. Call it, see, we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum mm-hmm. on the show. A movie worth watching. Uh, but One of the better ones in the series. Yeah, but by if calling call it, it part of the series. Two, you know, three movies into this series, people had expectations, and this movie had no intention of meeting those expectations. Uh, why still call yourself Halloween? Or, or, or even drop just the three and call it Halloween Season of the Witch. Maybe would have negated, but you call it Halloween 3 after Halloween 2. Of course people are going to think it's a Michael Myers movie. But, but, so either drop the 3 or drop the Halloween altogether. I think that helps that movie. Um, continuing on the horror slasher bandwagon. This is more of a truth in advertising. I am just watching. Why are you locking ice with me? Dude? Friday the 13th, part 8. Oh. Jason takes a boat ride? Ha! I mean, yeah, he's in Manhattan for about five minutes at the end of the movie. But, uh, now again, I don't know if this would have helped the movie at all or not, but uh, it definitely would have been more truth in advertising if you just would have called it Jason takes a boat ride. 108 minutes, and he's in Manhattan for about eight minutes. The other 100 minutes well, are boat. I think he's actually in Manhattan for about 45 seconds. Everything else is, like, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so those are my obvious ones out of the way. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys, what else you got for movies that could have or should have changed titles or movies that shouldn't have changed titles at the last minute? Well, fucking Ghostbusters 2016. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why would you call it answer the call? That's just, that's stupid. So that's, I think that's one of those things where overseas, I think you got a different title because here it was just Ghostbusters. And, you know, we put the 2016 in parentheses after it so we can distinguish it. Yeah, but what answer, it says answer the call on the DVD. It does on the DVD. It does not on the movie poster. Yeah, it never says it anywhere. Uh, like... and, until that hit home market, answer the call wasn't really a thing we ever slapped on that. Uh, I think that was more of a studio after the fact, we need to distance ourselves idea. Um, but in the same, it is interesting. A lot of movies get different titles overseas, like Avengers here was just, Avengers. In Britain, it was Avengers Assemble because there's the old British spy TV show called The Avengers and they didn't want to confuse people. So it was actually called Avengers Assemble in a lot of foreign markets. Hmm. Uh, which, not a bad title, but uh, there's a lot of movies like that that get weird alternate titles overseas. I'm not sure if it really would have helped either of them, but sticking in the vein of uh, the horror slasher, specifically Jason. I figured either uh, Jason Goes to Hell or Jason X probably could have benefited from being, from having Friday the 13th somewhere in the title. Uh, I think they were legally not allowed yeah, to. They yeah, they Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think it was a, a rights issue at that point. I think if you look, they... Because New Line had got the rights to the character, but not the name Friday the 13th, yeah. if I remember correctly. And I think when they go to the Voorhees house in... Um, Jason Goes to Hell, I think Voorhees is even spelled differently. Yeah. I think you're right. Not a mailbox. I think it's one O instead of two. But I I'm, I haven't seen that movie in forever. For, for good reason. Good reason. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to lob this one in here like a grenade. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Really needed a different name. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but 
the bastards are in that movie for about 30 minutes. Yeah, how many? There's like, what, eight bastards total, and you only see four of them? And then they pick up a German, and you just forget about the other four Jew boys you had at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, and you just, like, literally, there's no on-screen, there's no on-screen death, they just stop showing up. They, yeah, I think you, uh, you see all of them when they're, when they're trying to figure out where the, the German camp is on the map. You see all of them just like kind of standing around different spots. But I think that's the only time you actually see the bear juice scene. Yeah, the bear juice scene. And then when he lines them up and he talks about his hundred Nazi scouts. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only time you see all of them. But I mean, you're right. It's a two and a half hour movie, and the bastards are they're in a lot of the third like, act. Yeah, you see Brad Pitt a lot, but it's always Brad Pitt and one other random member of the bastards yeah. who's never the same member of the bastards throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, but again, not a bad movie, but. The way that was marketed, the way it was sold, the way it was advertised, uh, it was, hey, Quentin Tarantino is going to do The Dirty Dozen. Check it out. To which I'm like, fuck yeah, take my money. You get there, it kind of starts out that way, and then you slide into this whole other story that, correct me if I'm wrong, we never really even saw in the trailer as much, which is the whole story of Shoshana. Um, if you go yep. back and watch the trailer, you you see her running, and you see her working on the theater sign. The other, like, two minutes and ten seconds of the trailer is about, a like, a tenth of the screen time yeah. the bastards give. Uh, so, yeah, and, and I even, you know, suggest, just call it Shoshana, or uh, was it Operation Kino, the name of the, the, the mission they go on to kill you. Yeah. Just don't call it Inglorious Bastards, because, again, you look at the poster and it's Brad Pitt and the random bastards front and fucking center. That's not called, what the movie's about. You could have called it Michael Fassbender Ruins Everything. <laughs> <laughs> or unwanted, unwelcome, unneeded Mike Myers cameo, which wasn't completely terrible. It just kind of threw me for a little. It just it pulls does, you. Yeah, out, like, yeah. The first time you see it, it just pulls you out of the movie. Yeah, it you're does. like, what the fuck is Doctor Evil doing here? Yeah. Like, I don't. What is he doing? Did Did he need like thirty bucks and a ham sandwich to come film this? Yes, I mean, yes. He, he was doing anything else. He was time. trying to exactly. Apologize. He was fucking getting hand jobs <laughs> out behind the car wash on. Alameda Boulevard. He was still counting. Tarantino uh, was trying to get his feet, <laughs> his foot hooker, yeah. and ran into Mike Myers <laughs> instead. <laughs> he was apologizing to the British people for his terrible uh, Austin Powers accent by showing he can do a proper British accent. That's the only justification for him being in that movie. Because he also, yeah, he randomly plays a British guy. Okay, sure. Um, again, not a bad movie, but not exactly, not not at all a movie about the bastards. I got a few more like that, but roll on. Okay, eighteen wheeler. <laughs> this one is mostly for me, so I understand if you guys check out uh, the 2010 Robin Hood movie with Russell Crowe, directed by Ridley Scott. What was that called? Robin Hood. Not a bad movie. Not a fucking Robin Hood movie. No, Start- wasn't it like the the build? Like, don't they end the up- Magna Carta? Yeah, well, don't they build up or end in Sherwood Forest with the you start meeting the merry man at the, the very last second? The first half hour, 40 minutes is it starts out Robin and he he meets uh, little John and they're fighting in the crusade. Okay, cool. Some stuff happens. They end up going home. And you're like, okay, this is just a protracted way of how they met, how they got to the forest. Okay, fine. Uh, he, he inherits the title. That's why he becomes uh, uh, Robin. Uh, 
that's where he meets it's like it's a slow moving kind of first act of a movie of okay how here's how we all came together leading right up to the first time where he commits a crime to help others um they're taking i forget what it is it's like meat or something away from his his township so him and his boys hood up and rob the wagon and give it back to no it's green uh, they rob the grain that's being taken from them and seed it overnight so they can't uh, come and take it back. And up to then, it's like, okay, it's kind of slow, but cool. It's a Robin Hood movie. So next to he'll be declared an outlaw, and we'll go from no, no, because from that point on, the entire rest of the movie is about a, a historical fiction of how the Magna Carta came to be and uh, the, the Prince John's right-hand man who's not Guy of Gisborne, plotting against him to uh, with the French to overthrow I'm him. already bored. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, all leading up to, and this is something uh, Scott Cox loves, I know, uh, is the D-Day landing with the uh, uh, ye old Higgins boats on a beach. Uh, yeah, it's like, what? Am, how did we get from A to B? What the fuck? And then, yeah, the last 30 seconds of the movie is he's declared an outlaw. They put the posters up. He leaves and goes into the forest. And it literally ends with, and thus the legend began in, like, as, as a title card. And you're just like, the fuck did I just watch? Where's no. part two? Where's the next three <laughs> yeah. hours of the snooze fest? Where's the actual story of Robin Hood? Yeah, and, and, and again, like, it isn't a bad movie. The fights are great because it's really Scott. Uh, the acting in the cast is really good, but it's just like, it's not, you can tell Ridley Scott started making a Robin Hood movie, got sidetracked with other stories, decided to make those instead, and then the studio was like, weren't you going to make a Robin Hood movie? He goes, oh yeah, uh, we'll throw something at the end, it's a prequel. Kind of like Prometheus, but anyway. For uh, personal preference, can we just drop the Resident Evil title off all six of those movies? Because they're not, <laughs> they're they're just not. <laughs> I'll defend the first one, and again, things I never thought I'd hear myself say. I mean, honestly, like you know me, I, I enjoy the first two. Um, I even enjoy Apocalypse, but after that, what? I wasn't paying attention. What? The Resident Evil movies, the Resident oh. Evil series. Yeah, just drop the title yeah. from those. When I went, when I did that unproduced story about um, the Romero, one. yeah, the Romero screenplay, I went back and rewatched the first movie and I hadn't watched that since like the first time I saw it in theaters and honestly it's not god awful and I don't say that about Paul W.S. Anderson movies lightly because Paul W.S. Anderson can go fuck himself uh he makes nothing but trash except (laughs) except for Event Horizon uh but the first movie tried to do something it didn't just want to rehash the video game it, it made itself like a prequel to the story of the game yeah. which is not a bad idea and it was early enough where like the curse of bad video game movies hadn't really set in yet it's no, not it, terrible they really drove that home the oh, next Jesus year with House Christ. of the Dead <sighs> man there's a lot of titties in House of the Dead so so it's got that going for it. I mean, I, I don't. It doesn't get a pass. I gave it a half star for that. It's the yeah. only half star that movie got. But. And a half chub. Uh, there's our I mean, new it had, it had like a few boobs and a couple f bombs. It's like a thirteen year old's holiday. No, no, no. It's fantastic. That's Starship Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, yeah, after two, yeah. they just kind of did their own thing with every movie and didn't give a fuck about what the games were doing and, and you know threw random video game characters in. That were kind of in name only. 
Well, it was weird. Like, I know I didn't watch all the movies, but they yeah. kind of created cool characters, and then the next movie, they were just like, nah, fuck them, we're doing something else. But hey, it's man, like, they got Mike Epps to show up a few times. I'm sure he was busy. Uh, yeah. He was with Michael Myers out in the, uh, or sorry, Mike Myers out behind the... He was spending all that Friday after next money his wife was doing. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever fucking bullshit he was in. Any like a vegan now or a vegetarian? Who some bullshit. Cares? Yeah. Like I just it's some bullshit you'd be into. Like you try and be like you're hard from the streets and like you're an old school G and you're hilarious and now you're a fucking vegetarian. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh we'll move on then. Um this actually came from Whitney. Um also from two thousand ten. You remember the first Johnny Depp live action Alice in Wonderland movie? Vaguely, like you remember saw it's a thing. So. Okay, okay. Uh, I saw. Oh it. yeah, he was a Mad Hatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, again, not a bad movie, but it's not Alice in Wonderland. It's it's Alice like ten years after she's had her adventures in Wonderland. She's like becoming an adult now. She's she's like betrothed to be married to some guy she doesn't like, so she kind of runs off and stumbles back into Wonderland. And it's her kind of catching up with everybody after she's been gone for a while. It's, again, not a bad story. Interesting cast. It was the first time Johnny Depp did crazy hair and white face makeup before that became his go-to thing for everything. No, that was I after, Willy Wonka. That was, was after Willy Wonka. Was it after yeah, Willy Wonka? Yeah, Willy Wonka was okay. like, oh. It was early. And it was, all, it was after Edward Scissorhands, because that was the first time Fuck, he did it. you're right. Okay, I rescind what I said. <laughs> it was early enough in the crazy hair, white face makeup thing, it didn't wasn't that annoying yet. It was only the third time he did it. Yeah, it, didn't, it didn't become his go-to. It, that's when, I think that's when it became his go-to things. Hey, Johnny Depp, will you be in this movie? Can I have crazy hair and white face makeup? Um, it's, you're, already, it's, you're already pretty pale. Well, we, we wanted you to play a Native American in, in Lone Ranger, can but I'll do it if I can have crazy hair and white face. Uh, okay, sure, sure, Johnny, sure. Uh, but again, by calling it Alice in Wonderland, a lot of people went to it thinking, oh, hey, cool, it's a retelling of Alice in Wonderland. Uh, it's not. It's not that story at all. Um, and I asked her, I asked Whitney, said, what would you call it? And the first thing I had down was Return to Wonderland. Does that make sense? That was just, there was already a book called Return to Wonderland, too. Uh, so you couldn't call it that either. Uh, but yeah, don't call it that specific story. Are we going to make it more of a fever dream like Return to Oz, though? God, everything should be more like Return to Oz. Or Break In <sighs> 2 Electric Boogaloo. Everything. <laughs> if it's a sequel, it should just be called Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. If it has the number 2, you must include Electric, Electric Boogaloo, Boogaloo after it. Not Blade 2, though, right? Yes! If it was Blade 2 <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, god damn! I think it moves up to 7 out of 5 stars at that yeah. point. We'll yeah. let the viewing audience, the listening audience decide. Should ah. it be called Blade 2 or Blade 2 Electric like, Boogaloo? Yes. Fuck yes. Blade 2 Vampiric Boogaloo? No. No. Electric. Yeah. Maintain <laughs> the dignity of the franchise. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. Or the integrity of... I... Of the joke, okay? I did, I did not mean to disparage Blade 2, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck about Blade 2, because motherfuckers are always trying to skate, ice skate uphill, but... <laughs> I do, the one quote that I will say from uh, Blade 2 that I say all the time is, whenever Blade meets up with Whistler at the very beginning, he's like, how are you feeling? He's like, I feel like hammered shit. I say that all the time. I believe I've texted you that. Or, uh, I've texted you to see how you're feeling. We've literally, I've literally responded like hammered shit yeah. multiple times. No, no, it's Scud, like Stud. 
Last one on my list, and I didn't even feel that strong about this one. That's why it's at the bottom of my list. Um, great movie. Not a bad title. Captain America Civil War. Fantastic movie. However, I don't really think it's a Captain America movie. It's definitely an Avengers movie. I mean, Cap's in it. He's a big character, but... Tony Stark clocks in just as much screen time as he does and has just as much of a story arc. This should have been called Avengers Disassembled. <laughs> because that's what it is. This movie exists... Avengers Breakup. Yeah, it's, it's... This movie exists to break apart the Avengers so that going into Infinity War, we're not strong and united so we can finally see them all come back together again at the end of Endgame. Uh, which, and it does that beautifully. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but uh, calling it Captain America Civil War... Even Civil War itself in Marvel Comics wasn't a Captain America story. It was a summer uh, event comic that included the entire Marvel Universe. So that's sort of like me saying um, Batman Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, no, that story is a lot bigger than any one character. <laughs> but it's only on three different TV shows. So. Five TV shows. Whatever. We went all out this year. Um, oh, yeah, that one that I refused to watch. <laughs> Um, so that's what I had for movies that I think would have benefited from a title change. You know what else? I got one more. Fucking Rise of Skywalker. Go fuck yourself. Yes. Should have been just bye bye nerds. It's what have been Star Wars. Bye bye nerds. That should have been the title. I want a custom case for the Blu-ray that says Episode Nine. Bye bye nerds. Yeah. Episode Nine. Yeah. Abrams out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck all this money. <laughs> I can't spend it all. I'm going to stop making the movie. Episode 9. Fuck you, George. Yeah. Uh, no, I... Fuck you, Ryan and George. Fuck you, Ryan and your stupid ass. Fuck you, George, and your $4 billion beard. <laughs> no, I... Uh, one of the things I really enjoyed about all the, the leaks from the um, Kevin, Colin Trevorrow script, his title was a million times better. Duel of the Fates. Yeah. Episode 9. song Duel title of, ever, It is. But, but uh, it also... And again, there's some of this in... in episode nine as it exists but apparently it was played out much more in the screenplay which i'm still trying to get my hands on i know it's out there somewhere i just can't find it um ray and kylo taking different but same paths one to the light side one to the dark side so duel of the fates ties into them makes a lot more sense rise of skywalker is a dumb generic title stop if you're out there in hollywood and you're making a movie that has a subtitle that starts with Rise of anything, or dawn of anything. Stop. Just Unless it's stop. Rise of my wiener, dawn of my asshole. One of those two. But if they, if honestly, if they'd called it Rise of Palpatine, it would have made way more sense today. You can't call it that because now it's a giveaway. It's a fucking giveaway, anyways. Because they don't tell you anything. It's just in the goddamn scroll. Oh, Palpatine's back. It also. Well, hey, hey! I don't know if you know this. Palpatine's back. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, Palpatine's back. Hey. He's back. It's like Palpatine. It's like we Emperor's talked about back. last week. Don't, don't think about it. Don't think about we it. We don't know how. We don't know why. Palpatine's back. Don't think about it. Palpatine's back. Rape and Force Hill. Nobody knows about, about that either. Don't think about it. <laughs> Palpatine's back. <laughs> Julian just surmised all of last week's episode. <laughs> My blood pressure just skyrocketed. I mean, but, you've been thinking about it. Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 9, Rise of My Blood Pressure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, no, Rise of Skywalker is a dumb title. It's clunky. It makes no sense. And again, any fucking subtitle that has Rise or Dawn in it, 
feels so played out now. Wait, subtitle. Okay, I was going to say Dawn of the Dead, but that's just that's, the title. That's, that's fine. But there's so many, like, you know, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That, that became, like, the thing to call your movie. Like, there were so many boring titles with that. Or if those. you wanted to have, like, uh, if you wanted your game or, like, book series or whatever to have, like, to seem dark and brooding, it would have The Fallen somewhere yeah. in there. Fun fact, we're talking about titles. Uh, Halo 2 was almost the working title for it for a long time, up until, like, um, E3 of the year it came out was Halo 2 The Fallen. But not Revenge of the Fallen. Ah! Because that's Transformers. <laughs> um, <coughs> okay. Any other movie title? I mean, I'm just trying to think of other yeah. movie titles. The, still, the the epitome of movie titles is still Weekend at Bernie's. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Perfect title. It get it does it gives the plot away without giving the plot away. It's just it's the greatest one of the greatest concepts of a movie of all time. What he meant to say was to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Because at the time, I didn't know who the fuck Julie Newmar is. You know what? I still don't. Catwoman from the sixties Batman show. Earth oh. Kid. Okay, the <laughs> original yeah, Catwoman from the 60s TV show. Okay. So, Wesley Snipes, that's all I'm going to say. You can't be Blade and whatever. What was his name? I know you know it. What was his name in the movie? Roadhouse guy, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, yeah, Patrick, Don, Patrick Donahue. What? <laughs> I have no earthly idea. I thought we looked it up one time. What's we did. His fucking I'm name? sure we did. I think but it's something we don't remember. His drag name. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like Chocolate Thunder or something. I don't know. <laughs> Hold your horses. Let me do some research. Okay. okay. Enhance. Quick last minute research. Enhance. Uh, I've actually got a BuzzFeed list pulled up. And I, okay. I, I don't believe a lot of these because it's what they were almost titled. But I know a lot of these were also like what the shooting titles were. Cause, ah, yeah. Noxzema. Noxzema. <laughs> Not just a facial cleanser. But also a Wesley Snipes and Drag. Uh, I guess the the working title or the original title for the Robin Hood movie you were talking about was Nottingham. Nottingham. That was a whole... <laughs> check out my unproduced episode on that. You can't find it. We anywhere. should do a porno. Uh, I'm sure there is a porno called Nottingham. Nottingham said, wasn't just a title. That was an entirely different script. It was hmm. the story of Robin Hood from the perspective of the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. Which was all that's that's where Russell Crowe got attached is he was going to play the sheriff. Uh, that would have been so much better. The, I don't think it ever got this far, but the rumor was Orlando Bloom, fresh off of Lord of the Rings, was going to be cast as Robin Hood. But he didn't want to be an archer again. It never even got that far. Really? Yeah, yeah. The movie got uh, stuck in limbo, and then when Ridley Scott got attached to it, they started doing rewrites, and it just became just a boring rehash of Robin Hood. But like, no, that Nottingham script is fantastic. Um, because yeah. it's it's a fresh new perspective on the legend. The same thing also refers to, or it says the Dark Knight was almost called Rory's first kiss. I'm like, no, it wasn't. That was one of the shooting titles they went with because they yeah. didn't want people like they didn't want people like bombarding set. Yeah, and, and that's a common practice is you have a fake shooting title. Yeah, because it operated under Rory's first kiss and Harvey's day out. It's also it, well, okay, it might not be common now because we don't actually send out film and film canisters, but back in the day. When film was delivered in film canisters, it would often come to movies or to theaters with a different, a fake title, so people wouldn't walk off with the reels of a movie. Wasn't like 
the original Star Wars title, like Blue October or something? Um, Blue Harvest Blue was Harvest. the shooting title for, I, I think it was uh, Return of the Jedi. I think it was Return it's of the Jedi. It's a Family Guy joke. Yeah, I remember yeah what because, it is. because by the time they got to the third one, everyone just assumed Star Wars meant, oh, they've got all the money in the world, so why... I might normally cost you twenty five bucks an hour to rent my whatever. Now I know your Lucasfilm; it's a hundred bucks an hour. Yep. So they came up literally like casting uh, crew or crew members had crew hats and crew jackets that said Blue Harvest and had like a fake uh, uh, tagline and all that kind of shit. And it wasn't until actors showed up on set and they're like, "Oh, it's fucking Star Wars." Nah. Um, there's one on here that I, I do know to be true. Uh, the original title for this movie was Pacific Air Flight One Twenty One. When it Better was released known in as theaters, it was known as Snakes, Snakes on, on a plane. plane. Speaking of titles that give you everything right there. I love it. R- rumor was Samuel L. Jackson only agreed to it if because it was, uh, the internet caught hold of that and started a whole write-in campaign to have it change. And it's, again, according to internet legend, uh, Samuel L. Jackson said he would do it, but only if they called it Snakes on a Plane. I love it. That's a criminally underrated movie. That is truth in advertising. What's that movie about? It's in the fucking title. Yep. Snakes on a plane. I'm tired of all these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking, motherfucking plane. <laughs> motherfucker. <coughs> uh, okay. Other side of that. Best movie titles. Movie titles you just love. Fit the movie perfectly. Describe what you're looking at. Uh, Blade 2, because it perfectly tells me it's the second Blade movie. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, Weekend at Bernie's, Police Academy. I mean, um, even though Police Academy 2 probably should have been the Blue Oyster. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> the Gay Club. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite jokes of all time. Like, every time I'm making fun of somebody, I'm like, did you go to the Blue Oyster this weekend? Did you dance a little it. waltz or whatever the fuck they're doing? The Lombada, The Dance of Love. <laughs> there's there's one movie series I really wish would go back and redo its titling, uh, and that's the John Rambo series, because it is confusing as fuck. First movie is called First Blood, because it's adapted from a novel by the same name. Second movie, Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. Okay, a little long, but I get what you're going for. What's the third one called? Rambo 3. What's the fourth one called? Which, the third one should be, if we're going in that, Rambo 2, First Blood Part 3. Yep. Stick with me. Uh, <laughs> the fourth movie, depending where you saw it when it was released, was just called Rambo. <laughs> or Rambo, The Fight Continues. I think it had like eight different subtitles, depending on what region it got released in. Uh, and then the only one that actually makes sense, even though it's a god-awful movie, the fifth Rambo movie, because they fucking made a fifth one, is just called Last Blood. Title makes sense. The movie's shit. Don't watch it. Uh, probably one of the best movie titles that's a pun. Shaun of the Dead. Dead. Solid. Subtle. But yeah. it works. Uh, I mean, Ghostbusters 2, Electric Boogaloo <laughs> was awesome. American Pie 2, Shush Electric Kimber. Boogaloo. Yep. Electric cherry pie boogaloo, gravel <laughs> pie boogaloo. Um, what else? I mean, hot tub time machine. That's just so it's you exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, but the movie was so much better. I went in blind. I didn't see the movie in theaters because I was gone somewhere on one of my many trips, um, and I just bought it blindly because I knew who was in it. And by God, it's been a Christmas day, Christmas Eve tradition ever since. 
It's not Christmas Eve. It has nothing until to do with I Christmas see, Eve. <laughs> until I see Sebastian Stan uh, trying to stop Russians. <laughs> what if they're like some 21 Jump Street Battalion type dudes? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Chaz? You it's, watching Red Dawn again? Or it's what? not Christmas Eve <laughs> until I have the same... Every year we watch that, I have the revelation of... Uh, when they're in the bar and he's making the bet. And I'm like, hey, that's the, the, the Zabka guy from Karate Kid. Every fucking time we watch that oh, yeah. movie. And then as soon as we're done, I forget he's in that again. <laughs> so next December, I'm like, oh, hey, it's the dude from... Um, every fucking yeah. time we watch that. Every year? I just forget he's there so until he pops up again. Are you getting a, like, are you getting your Hot Tub Time Machine Blu-ray signed by him? When? What are you he's talking gonna, about? He's going to be the Comic-Con. Yeah. Who is? William Zabka. <laughs> Who the fuck is William Zapka? He's jo- the dude Johnny with the mustache we were Kid. just talking about. What? He makes the bets in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit, fuck. I, <laughs> I fucking I blacked out. I thought you were talking about the guy with the goatee at the, the Bear Lodge or whatever. No, sorry. Goddamn. It's fine. If you just said Johnny, I'd have been like, oh, okay. Sweep the leg, mother liquor. What do you want? <laughs> My Does dog it, has wandered in. He's making, making googly eyes at Julian. Mm. As we all do. Yep. Uh, I think she wants me to wipe her ass with her fur. I don't know why. It's weird. We uh, did it once. We're not doing it again. <laughs> I think she wants you to pick her up. I tried. She ran away from uh, me. Ah, uh, fuck her then. Uh, <clears throat> teeth. Uh, th- teeth. There you go. Teeth. There you go. One of my all-time favorite movie titles. Well, teeth then, is solid, yeah. No. I have to say Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to the Future. What? That was originally going to be called what? Like... Spaceman from Pluto or some bullshit? The uh, the title of the dad's book uh, was the original... Or one of the titles they wanted to call the movie. I can't remember what that was. Spaceman from Pluto or something like that? Something yeah. like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's another movie that... Like, Back to the Future 2, Electric Boogaloo. Like, it tells you exactly what's going on in the movie. And it's perfect. Um, what about Iron Man 2, Electric Boogaloo? I mean, anything with Mickey Rourke. It's pretty solid. And a parrot. I was really happy they didn't... Was it a parrot or a cockatiel? Yeah, it's cockatiel. I was, I, really, it was cockatiel. I was really happy they didn't put some... Uh, that they just called it The Wrestler. And there wasn't some other bullshit title to go along with it. Johnny yeah. the Ram or... Randy the Ram. Randy the Ram, yeah. yeah. It feels like one of those movies where they would have tried to come up with some kind of title to, yeah. to make it sound more artsy. If they'd have called it The Wrestler... <laughs> The bingo hall R A S S L apostrophe E R wrestler. Yeah, the bingo hall wrestler. God, I could see. I I can honestly see them like trying to call it bingo halls. Good. Yeah. Nina Cesaro's in there. Is he really? I know our truth's in it. There are a bunch of guys that's in it. Nigel McGuinness is in there too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's a whole bunch of dudes. I need to go back and watch it. Oh yeah, NXT's tonight. NXT, NXT, and Takeover Portland this weekend. Yeah, it's a jam-packed weekend, boys. We got XFL. We got Takeover Portland. Vince McMahon's making money. Hopefully, rumor is he might sell to Amazon. Like Jeff Bezos might be the new WWE daddy. We're not that lucky. Well, the other rumor is is that they want to pull the pay-per-views off the WWE network. And yeah. if they do, I will that cancel would, yeah, that. That would kill Well, no, the rumor is that they're going to give you the option. They're going to co-stream with something else. Is The rumor is that they're looking at putting the big four on 
uh, like selling to Amazon or someone like that. Yeah, but if they do like separate ones, like Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, and what would be the fourth one? SummerSlam. SummerSlam. If you pull those off and you charge me a separate amount just to watch those, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. No. Well, no, I think the thing is they would stay there too, but if you don't have like... Say for some reason you don't have the network and you want to watch the Royal Rumble for some fucking reason. Why yeah. would you want to do that? It's literally yeah. ten bucks a month. Yeah. One hundred twenty dollars a year. You get every single pay per view. If you want to watch one UFC pay per view, it's sixty five dollars. And if you don't have ESPN Plus, it's eighty five. If you want it in HD, it's like ninety five or some bullshit. It's the worst fucking thing ever. Shit, every boxing pay per view is like one hundred and ten. Yeah, like the WWE Network as it stands is the best dollar for dollar value in all of streaming you get every single pay-per-view every single episode of well i mean six months later but every single episode of smackdown raw fucking a day later on nxt and you get all the uh, the 24s the driving in cars with wrestlers or whatever it's called ride along what's it called what's seinfeld like riding in cars with coffee and comedians in cars getting coffee yeah that's terrible fuck jerry seinfeld he's a douchebag um what else I mean, it's just yeah. it's no. it's worth nine dollars and ninety nine cents. If they raise it to twenty nine ninety nine, I'm out. If they pull the big four off there, I'm out. Also, a great title: Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Tell us exactly what it is up front. We like that here at Todd and Tunes. We like titles that tell you exactly what you're going to see when you walk into the building. We like stuff on the nose. <laughs> so when you call yourself the WWE Network, I expect to see all the WWE content in one fucking place because you're the network. Monty Python and the uh, Holy Grail. I mean, it's perfect. Life of Brian, perfect. <laughs> History of the World Part 1, perfect. <laughs> Spaceballs, perfect. Well, Spaceballs gets a little... Loaded Weapon Part 1. <laughs> Porn or 90s comedy? <laughs> Hot Shots Part 2. It's a new fun game. <laughs> <clears throat> Wait, what well, wasn't like airplane something? Or there was something from the what was the hey, one? Dra- thinking not thinking of uh, Dragnet from the files gun of, from the files from of, of police drag- squad. Yeah, there you go, police squad, Dragnet, whatever it was. Yeah, Naked Gun thirty three and a third. Uh, the second one's two and a half, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we're gonna move on from titles. Uh, we're gonna bring things out with our last topic today. A little bit of show and tell. Ham sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you wanted Wait, to what? recommend. Sure. I thought we were going to talk about ham sandwich. I'm just <laughs> drinking beer. Fuck it. What are you drinking? I'm drinking <gasps> Victory Sour Monkey. You want to try it? No, thank you. It's delicious. You want to smell it? Sure. I love the. It smells. The I love aroma the is. Gold Monkey. Yeah. I like Sour Monkey better. Brass Monkey by Beastie Boys is that pretty funky. Monkey. Yeah. Isn't that also a movie, Legend of the Brass Monkey? Isn't that a Jet Li movie? Or is Probably. it a wannabe Jet Li movie? I don't know. Watch more I don't know, man. I got into okay. all those weird, like, knockoff kung fu, movies. kung fu movies like Vampire Hunters. It was supposed to be, like, some big budget Korean, like, movie, and it was terrible. There was, like, one vampire, and it wasn't even cool. It's like October Faction, the worst show ever. Oh, okay. Like, if you've watched the first two episodes, cool. Stop. De- de- delete Netflix, <laughs> because that show is fucking terrible. So, Julian is recommending you not watch. Yeah. They never explain. <laughs> Terrible titles. Okay. And they, okay. they talk about October. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about October being a hotbed for monster activity, and that's literally it. They don't say why. 
They don't say because of Halloween, because of the harvest moon, full moon, hair moon, titty moon, whatever the moon you want to call it. They never explain it. They just talk about it, and then they kill a main character, and then they take over a town, and then the heroes come back, and nobody knows what happened. It's just like, oh, flash forward, everything's fine. It's lazy. It's pathetic, and you should be ashamed of yourself. So that we're gonna, so if we were gonna do a recommend me. I'm calling her an audible. We're gonna do a uh, uh, recommend. I don't. So instead of telling me what you think I should watch or play or read, tell me something I need to steer clear of. Stay far, far, far away from October Faction. And I think Julian brought this up, but I'm gonna steal it from him. The BBC Netflix Dracula series oh. is fucking terrible. Uh, the first episode isn't horrible. Uh, again, you get into it, and it's it's BBC doing a production of Dracula. So I'm expecting this is going to be straight up Bram Stoker's novel Dracula. That's not what the first episode is. The first episode takes some of that, does its own thing with it, changes majorly changes a few characters. So it took me a little while to just go, okay, fine, just just watch this for what it is and enjoy it. The second episode, fantastic. The second episode is is Dracula's voyage on the Demeter uh, from. Transylvania to the new, uh, not the new, yes, the new world. Um, and it's it, essentially like Alien on a boat with yeah. Dracula. Uh, it's great. You got a small cast, confined area, someone's dying one by one. The, the only thing is you know it's Dracula taking him out, so you get to enjoy Dracula fucking with everybody uh, and, and playing people off each other. It was a really good episode. Until the last 30 seconds. Spoiler, if you haven't watched it yet, don't, because uh, I'm going to tell you, the end of episode two after the ship sinks, Dracula is in his coffin and it falls to the bottom of the sea. Yeah, you get like a little uh, time lapse thing, and then you see him breaking out of his coffin, comes up on shore, and then all of a sudden a helicopter light hits him. A bunch of black SUVs pull up. He's in the modern times now. He's been stuck in that box for uh, 162 years yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Then episode three is just the worst fucking backdoor pilot tv thing you've ever seen which makes zero fucking sense because even if it would at the very least i could have said written off episode three is oh, okay they wanted to do dracula in modern times and this is how they bent over backwards to make that happen but no they killed dracula at the end of episode three so you can't even say it was a bad tv pilot because they kill the fucking main character off they talk about the brides and then they kill them all uh they it's modern times and the way he escaped from like the society oh, that God, was yeah. was uh, put together by uh, what's his name William Harkness William Harker Jonathan Harker Jonathan Harker's descendants or his fiance's descendants was that he got he found a lawyer on Google and they skyped and found out that he something like his fourth or it, so, if yeah. he'd been set in America it'd been like what his uh, was it the Sixth Amendment against like undue process and wrongful imprisonment yeah. I think. And then I don't know what it is in the UK, but literally there's like he has rights. So yeah, so so okay, okay. he's got rights. Dracula's Dracula. got rights. Dracula gets kidnapped by this secret society that's set up to watch after Dracula. So so far, like okay, this is different, but I don't hate it. Uh, and then they've got him in this custom cell. It was Torchwood, yeah, but for yeah, Dracula. Exactly, yeah. He's in this like custom cell where the roof iris is open in the daylight, and like it's okay, okay, different, but okay, okay. And then. He gets out, and it's not some grand, giant, epic, you know, Blade Two esque breakout electric scene. boogaloo. Sorry, Don't Blade Two electric that. boogaloo scene. Literally, Dracula escapes this secret society that's built just to capture Dracula because he calls a lawyer, 
And it wasn't even Daryl Isaacs. No. <laughs> it wasn't the hammer. It was Mark Gatz's. It was, that's what they turned Renfield into. Renfield yeah. is his, his lawyer familiar. who breaks him out. Yeah. Because of the law. Yeah. So, I'm Because everybody, all immigrants have rights. <laughs> that's the, exactly, it's what it is. All immigrants have rights. So, for the reasons we just outlined, I'm recommending you don't watch the oh. BBC Dracula series. Man, I don't... Sometimes Netflix hits it out of the park, you know, with Stranger Things. Um, some of the Marvel stuff they did, like Dar- Daredevil was fantastic. I think Jessica Jones was kind of criminally underrated. Um, season 2 of Iron Fist, I still think, is probably the best season out of any of the shows. I don't... I'll, Fight me, I don't care. I love it. I'll defend that to my dying day. I'll fight you, Iron Fist style. <laughs> yep. But uh, they fucking float some turds, man. Well, they just got that money, and people will just bend over backwards for it. They're in such a rush to get original content that uh, they're not always the most. Uh, it's like some dude watches stringent. the first episode. It's like, cool, I'll take 10 episodes, and then I'm not going to watch the rest of it. Yeah. And then we're going to send you an email but recommend you watch it, and then it's dog shit. If we're not recommending stuff, I'll yes. stay in the wheelhouse of Netflix. Okay. I have tried. I have gotten through almost the entire first season. Jesus Christ, Sabrina is boring. Mm. Oh. I mm. will be good. I can't okay. do no, it. No, keep going. Keep okay. Going. All right. Like Proceed. The, the first season is okay. so... It feels like the bad parts of every like supernatural season where it's story of the week but instead of being an interesting monster with like some cool lore we're gonna go into i don't need a two episode arc about a trial yeah like there's and i've I've been told it picks up after season one but good god yeah i mean every episode is it feels like i'm watching like and uh, hear me out on this comparison it feels like i'm watching pushing daisies each episode of pushing daisies was 42 minutes and I swear to you, they're all two hours and 15 minutes long. <laughs> uh, every episode of Sabrina is 50 to 55 minutes down when I'm, like, watching it. And I'm there for three days. I haven't watched past season one. So, yeah. Season two is much better. It picks up. We advance. And so it's still teen angst. And let's throw every new concept. We got a, like, a bisexual biracial cousin for some reason um we got he's in the first season yeah but i'm saying like they just expand on that because he's mostly gay in the first season then he becomes boss of season three um you got like one of the main characters is going through a transition you got another character who's dealing with like being blind and then you got love triangles and all the shit it's like it's very riverdale except without the how riverdale is so frenetic Mm-hmm. And it's like 30 seconds, and then there's a quick cut, and it's on to the next scene. It's like, Riverdale feels like I'm watching 12 episodes yeah. in 42 minutes. We talked about Sabrina that. Sabrina feels like, just like you're saying, it takes me all day to watch one episode. I get It's the Grapes of Wrath. It's Dr. Zhivago, <laughs> and it's fucking like, God, when is this ever going to end? Season 2 does pick up. Season 3 is kind of a mixed bag so far. It, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but it brings in the Eldritch Terrors and like the Old oh. Gods. So it's a super awesome concept. Okay. It's very lacking in execution as of till now. I got a feeling business is about to pick up, but um, some of the characters, some of the stuff is cool. Like definitely season two is a lot better. You get a whole, um, you bring in Lilith and Queen of Hell and all this other stuff. You actually get to meet the Dark Lord. It's pretty fucking cool. 
Um, I, I like some of the way they did it. I love it because it's a cult. It's Sabrina is talking about like the devil and uh, it's basically like Harry Potter on steroids. Um, that was a... Me and Wendy binged season one in like two days. And I, I for the most part, I liked season one. But what it lost me was when they, they leaned into the... Not just that, okay, like... She's a witch, and there are other witches in town. Okay, fine, cool. But the witches have their own private boarding school. Like, okay, so now we're just doing the Kmart of Hogwarts. Like, that's where they started. And, and they might expand on that. I don't know. But in season one, that was one of my least favorite aspects of the show. Was like, there's this whole other weird random school in town just for the witch magic kids. And it's like the dark, you know, uh, uh, version of Hogwarts. And I was like, this is boring. I don't care about this. Yeah, and like like I said, it's a mixed bag, so you've got very idiotic elements like that. But then you bring in really cool secondary characters like Dorian Gray. It's a new spin on Dorian Gray. It's oh, a new cool. spin on uh, the three kings of hell, like the three major demons like Beelzebub. Um, you talk, they talk about Caliban. They introduce him. It's uh, there's They lean heavy into uh, Baphomet versus traditional versions of the devil. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of cool. I it's think... weird that there's a coal mine in Massachusetts. I don't really understand that. But, I mean, it is... Like, Salem is a completely wasted character. Like, Salem was the best part of the Teeny Bopper ABC TV show. Oh, yeah. And in this, he's got one cool episode where he chases off like a demon, and that's it. Mm. Like, they talk about familiars yeah. the entire first season. That's a big fucking deal is familiars. Then they drop it. They I mention know. it in one episode of season three... And it's just, you, you've got these cool concepts. Like, uh, what is it? Um, dark, not Dark Compass. What's it called? Dark Materials. Golden uh, Compass, Dark Materials. Okay, okay. It's all about your souls being, or your soul is represented by an animal. It's like a familiar, it's the same kind of concept. Okay. You've got this really cool idea, and they just abandon it because they want to talk about, you know, prom or my first witchy period or something. And that's, it's just, it's that's so what weird. I expected from the show was, okay, this is going to be sort of Smallville-esque and that it's it's high school and puberty and all that shit, but with superpowers, only in her case, it's, I'm a witch, not with super, because that's what Smallville, yeah. especially season like one through four, Smallville was like, it's high school with superpowers. I expected that out of Sabrina is it's high school, but I'm a witch. But there's not like 30-year-old Tom Welling playing an 18-year-old Clark Kent, so... It's not it's not Greece where you've got literally like dudes with five o'clock shadows trying to play teenagers, um, but the, I mean it does lean too heavy. I, I wish it would get more into let's let's fucking kill stuff left and right, and it has moments. But I totally get what you're saying. Like if you're into it for the occult shit, you're going to be about half. Yeah. Well, and I think satisfied. the issue is I, like I had so many people be like, oh, if you're into horror, you need to watch this. Yeah, no, I would, if I you're would, into I would, yeah, if you're into the occult, yeah. you're like. Horror, I would not, not so describe it as horror in yeah. any way, shape, or form. No, yeah. no if you're Chip, <laughs> you love the show. <laughs> if you're for so many reasons, yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to think of what else big shows on Netflix that we wouldn't recommend. So you're saying you wouldn't recommend Sabrina? At no. All? Okay. So I, I think you need to watch the second season yeah. before you say that. I'm not saying people should go out and like. Go home right now. Take a, a sick day from work tomorrow and go watch it. <laughs> but if you got nothing else going on, like you've already seen, okay. So I'll I'll flip it on its ear. Like I would recommend season one of Jack Ryan, but not season two. Really? Season two's dog shit compared to season one. Okay. It's boring. It introduces other characters I don't care about. Um, the action slows down. It's it feels like it's just a rehash of current world I... events, but a lesser version of it. 
It's I'll just, say this. I think season one did a much better job of keeping Jack Ryan in the character of Jack Ryan and that he's a smart analyst who ends up way over his head. Yep. Season two, they paint him much more in the I'm a badass role, yes. which is never Jack Ryan. No, he's that's... capable in a fight. He's a former mar- he's a marine because you're never a former marine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, fuck he, you, devil dogs. He can handle a weapon. He can throw a punch, but he's not like you know. He's not John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, in in season two, because of the story, he spends more time than not like with you know an M4 and a attack vest in the jungle with a, a Merc crew, and I'm like, this is. This is cool. With the I mummy. Like this. Yeah. He's with the mummy. It's fucking great. Yeah. Ar- Arnold Vosloo is yeah. in, in season two. I fucking yeah. forgot about that. And Numi Rapace or whatever her name is. Rapace. Whatever, yeah. But, she's hot and she's yeah. cool and she's in it for, you know, a couple episodes. It's fun, but it's not Jack Ryan. Season no. one really got that tone of he is like, he's, he's an analyst who has an outside the box view of things, whose big mouth always ends him in way over his head situations he has no business being into that was the fun of of jack ryan character like in the harrison ford movies uh but yeah season two they just ditched that and they're just like nope he's just gonna be a fucking bad i disagree i still say the best jack ryan uh was alec baldwin in the hunt for red october it i'm not discluding that but even that movie it's it's the same it's he's a smart guy who ends up way over his head yes but he's not a badass he shows him getting sick and puking i don't think he ever even throws a punch in that movie he gets in a shootout on a submarine at one point. You ready for the? Yeah. Uh, you ready for the one that's gonna? You, you ready for controversy? Hot Give, takes. Here we go. Given how it's going right now, I would not recommend all elite wrestling. Really? I would not. Really? Recommend okay. Okay. Um, well, at this okay. point, uh, we've had this discussion. There, yeah. there's, there's no mid card to speak of. There's no mid card to speak of. They yeah, they don't even have like a mid card title, do they? No, there's no mid card title, and I mean I understand that they only have the one show and everything, but um, still, okay, yeah. ta- have, ta- a, ta- have ta- a TV ta- title or an American title or uh... for the non wrestling literate mid card means not your guys closing the show, not the guys who are going to be going after your world title, and so think Intercontinental, uh, USA, European. Uh, 24-7 championship, like, things okay. that you fill the first and second hour with. Rey Mysterio, okay. Ricochet, Cesaro, like, those kind of guys. Sheamus. Yeah. Even um, though some of these so guys have got, been world champions, you're like... You're saying it's got a bunch of nobodies, and then the names, and nothing in between? Well, you've got semi, semi-recognizable, and you've got guys that are fan favorites, like Elias and uh, Rusev, who will probably never be heavyweight yeah. champion or universal champion, but they're still selling all kinds of merch. So then they're always in the hunt for one of the mid-card times. And so, like, mid-card is really, like, how you fill the middle of the show. Because yeah. the beginning is you're setting up the feud for your final, your main event. Okay. The middle card is, well, how do we maintain momentum or build up to it? Let's get some other guys in a fight. Let's have a bikini match or have Jacqueline versus Sable in the bikini, which Jacqueline should have won. That bitch was bad. I don't care what anybody says. Um and then you've got guys like Disco Inferno, who's never going to be your Inferno. main card guy. But I mean, the, he, wasn't he like the eight-time TV champion or something? He like, was a TV champ, cruiserweight champ. I mean, member of the NWO Wolfpack. Like, I mean, like he was one of the best, but mid-level guys in the of any company. And here's my issue with AEW right now is, and the, here's my thing: I'm a hardcore wrestling fan. I will watch it. Uh, it is not for the casual wrestling fan. Um, yeah, we've had this discussion. Yeah. Way too much John Moxley and way too much Orange Cassidy. Uh, there's, and the thing is, if you watch week to week, 
I can tell you by the match listing who's going to win. They have had two, two surprise victories I can think of. Private Party beating the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. and then SCU. And this wasn't even that really big, that big of a surprise. SCU winning the tag belt just because it was with a roll up. Yep. That's the only part of it that was surprising. Overall, it's there's a whole lot of play it safe, play it safe. And I understand they are a they're a company that's been around for less than a year. Yeah, eight their months, debut pay per view was May. They didn't start a TV deal until late September. They are four months into TV, so I understand they're still getting their feet. But at this point, if you're going to watch one wrestling show on Wednesday, make it NXT. NXT, NXT, NXT. We are NXT. Uh, I mean, it is NXT is the best thing going in pro wrestling today. I mean, it's better than New Japan. It's better than any of the Lucha shows. It's better than Raw, SmackDown, anything. Like, NXT is pro wrestling. I don't care what anybody says. And don't get me wrong, I wanted to like AEW. But just like you said, it's just... They're playing it safe. They're they're they got a bunch of guys who maybe were fed up with WWE, but there's just not great like I don't care what you say about Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever. He's one dimensional. I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's a good wrestler. Orange Cassidy was hilarious the first time I saw him. He was funny the second time. The third time I was like, this is going to be weird. Less like him him versus Tommy Dreamer in the over budget battle royal, yeah. one of the best things I've ever less seen. Less is more like it should be a less is more situation with him. There's no reason. No reason, like, no reason to have Orange Cassidy in front of the crowd or everything. The the pop he got when the Lucha or when uh, LAX, I don't know what the hell they're called, pa- Pride and Powerful or Pride, whatever, some bullshit. Where uh, I from? Five Fingers. Let's go. Uh, the those two dudes when they were fighting the Young Bucks backstage. Yeah. And one of the guys throws the Young Buck into the bathroom door, and it opens, and Orange Cassidy's just standing there. That's what it needs to be yeah. if you're going to have him on the show every time. He, he needs to be Hornswoggle or the Boogeyman, just yeah. randomly popping up. Yeah. He doesn't need to be like coming out and like seeing four people being like all everyone laid out on the outside of the ring and lay down. You don't need to make a focal point about him on every show. That's why like they have so many storylines that aren't going anywhere. They have this whole evil order thing. You know why I don't care about them? Because you haven't told me I need to. They closed the show with a massive beatdown, and it got such a bad response from fans, they kept them off TV for three weeks. That's not How good. am I supposed to give a shit about a storyline that you've been trying to drive for four months? You keep talking about this overpowered being, or whatever, the exalted one. Why am I supposed to care about that if I'm not seeing them? Meanwhile, I'm getting an MJF or Cody promo every show. They talk about it multiple times during the program. It headlined not even your show should close with a match. Uh, I'll, I'll say that about Monday Night Raw. I'll say that about NXT. I'll say that about SmackDown. I'll say that about New Japan. Lucha Underground. Whatever we're talking about, your show should always close with a match. Uh, don't get me wrong. That Cody and MJF thing was awesome last week. The Ten Lashes thing, it was a great story. It should have been your 9 o'clock segment. It should have been your going into hour two segment. Didn't it feel like it was just a copy of The Fiend and Daniel Bryan, though? It uh, literally felt like it was just like, well, we can't do a strap match, so let's give him ten lashes. Honestly, it felt more like the the old, fuck, was it Shane Douglas and Tommy Dreamer thing from ECW in the 90s. Yeah. Um, but it's just, they, they, they focus so much on these, like, I think... Uh, Moxley and Jericho had like two segments last week too and it's just like why why are we not why are you not trying to like spread the wealth and 
Trent, like the best friends tag team. Regardless of who they come out and wrestle, I know they're losing. Yeah. I think they. I've seen them win one match. Yeah, they're like, uh, what's his name? Not Heath Slater. Uh, who's the probably no, Jose? No, who's the fucking dude that walked out like used to have a pimp strut and had the streak for three hundred losses in a row? Oh, Hawkins. Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah. Yeah. And except, well, them and the B team. Like, the B team, it was a great gimmick for the couple months that they were the champs. Loved it. They were fantastic. But you knew coming out they were going to win by some magical slip-up or some happenstance. Yeah. Uh, Ryder and Hawkins, same thing. And then now, if you see either one of them, they're getting the shit kicked out of well, them. They, Heath Slater's getting the shit kicked out of them. They had a fatal four-way number one contenders match. It was the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega, and... Um, Hangman. Hangman Page, the LAX guys, and the best friends. And I'm like, the only reason the best friends are in this match is to take the pin. And oh, yeah. Trent Beretta was on his back at the end of the match. I just, Giggity. there's no, there's no, take surprise. it, boy. There's, take no, it. there's no surprise. And that's one of the big problems I have with a lot of main roster WWE stuff, too. It's like, you could have Roman fight, and he's done it. Like, mm-hmm. Roman fight three guys, he's going over. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's an issue, it, it's a symptom of pro wrestling as a whole, but, again, well, okay. my, my point is, if you're going to watch something on Wednesdays, make it an next So, we do not recommend you watch Netflix, BBC, Dracula. We don't recommend you watch AEW. We're on the fence about Sabrina? Yeah. I got one more that you definitely okay. should stay away from. Amazon Prime made a big fucking deal about it. And I get it. It was a Neil Gaiman book. You got Michael Sheen. You got fucking uh, David Tennant. You got all these other really awesome British actors. And you got the dude from Spinal Tap. Um, Like, it it had all the pieces to be an amazing fucking show. But God bless. Bad Omens is one of the most... Good Omens, Bad Omens, whatever it is. It is one of the most god-awful abortions of a television. I would rather watch an abortion than watch that television show. I only watched the pilot. I would rather watch gay porn because it has a better story and better acting than that show. And I love Michael. Michael Sheen is fantastic. Um, If you've never seen, uh, what's the movie with him versus, it's like David versus Nixon or something like that. Frost versus Nixon. Frost versus Nixon. Fantastic. Um, Michael Sheen is like the only good part of Tron to Electric Legacy. Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's the best part of, uh, what was the first movie with Kate Beckinsale? As the Underworld? Be- Underworld. He was the best part of Underworld. Um, he's the best part of the show Prodigal Son, even though it's got uh, gay Jesus from The Walking Dead, um, which is a really, I think it's a, it's a pretty good show. Everybody's saying it's it's breaking the mold. It's a, it's a fantastic new idea. It's not. It's basically Hannibal, but on a different channel. Uh, it's still really good, though. But Michael Sheen is fantastic. David Tennant killed it as number 10. Killed it. He's still not my favorite, but he killed it. Eccleston will always be my favorite. But David Tennant was fantastic. Fucking fantastic. God damn, what the fuck. He was Crowley in this in this show. And shout out to David Tennant in the Fright Night remake, too. Fright yes. Night was fantastic. Yes. Fright Night was keys fantastic. on topic. You can't jiggle <laughs> keys in front of Julie. God, squirrel. You gotta squirrel. keep on track. Good Omens. <laughs> Good Omens was just... It was, how many episodes was it? Six? Eight. Eight? It was seven too long. It's just, it was awful. The fucking, all the, the Four Horsemen was terrible. Had the chick from The Killing in it. Was, well, it looked a bit awesome. Poorly executed, or? It was just, it was heavy, it was heavy handed. It was ham fisted. It was, 
it was British schlock. It's like Doctor Who, like season eleven or twelve. Like whenever they were using all the weird sound effects, it's just it's fucking just garbage television. It's a kids show with all of these adult themes to it, and it's just it's terrible. Like it's just it's so bad. Okay. I don't understand because I like Neil Gaiman. I liked um, the Norse Gods book or whatever it was. Um, American Gods. Well, American Gods, but then the book, actual yeah, yeah. like Norse gods or whatever, that's it's fantastic. It tells all the background stories, you know, of Thor, Loki, Fenrir, and all that. Fantastic. American Gods is fantastic. This is bullshit. It sucks. I hate it. I want to punch him in the face. All right. Wait, didn't Neil Gaiman? Didn't he do Preacher too? Didn't he write no, Preacher? No, that was no. in this and Dylan. Okay. Either way, Neil Gaiman's got is better than this, and this show is terrible. I don't know why Amazon poured so much money into it. It's awful. Stay the fuck away. If you like the book, you'll hate the TV show. If you like these actors, you'll hate this TV show. Damn. If you like good television, you'll hate yourself for watching it. Um, I don't know what else to Instead, tell you. go watch the episode of Doctor Who where... He kills the devil? No, no. It's a Matt Smith episode. Uh, he ends up on a junkyard planet and has to rebuild the TARDIS. It's the one where the TARDIS uh, becomes like manifest as a woman and calls herself sexy. Oh yeah, it was written by Neil Gaiman. There you go. So watch that instead. I mean, just go back and watch uh, the Ninth Doctor. He's the best. Fuck David Tennant as the Doctor. I'm telling you, Eccleston's the best. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. It's fine. You're going to say Baker, but I'm going to say Tennant. You're goddamn right. I'm, gonna say <laughs> I'm still saying that. Baker. The most batshit crazy guy to ever. <laughs> I know. Saying I know. something. I know. With this role. <clears throat> anyway, we'll argue doctors later. Any so, other not recommendations? No, I think we're set. So maybe watch uh, Sabrina. Don't watch Dracula. Don't watch AEW. Steer clear of Good Omens. Uh, make sure your title reflects the fucking movie you are. Uh, and if it's a sequel, just call it Blank to Electric Boogaloo. And Drink beer, jerk off, like... Uh, Pornhub Premium's free on Valentine's Day. Make sure you check it out. <laughs> and tune in uh, for the XFL this Sunday. Bud Light Seltzers. Go, ru- go Roughnecks. Go Battlehawks. Go Battlehawks. <laughs> Party people in the place to be. This is what you've all been waiting to see. Electric Boogaloo. The ultimate show. With Kelly, Ozone, and Turbo. Electric 